A hot wind blew across a desolate plain in the Indian Territory. A torrid wind from the southwest that blew frothy foam from the chest and neck of a hard-ridden horse and into its rider's face. It was the year 1867. The war between the states was over, yet the emotional wounds lingered. Marauding gangs of ex-Confederate soldiers, bank robbers, cattle rustlers, horse thieves, and bushwhackers left a trail of dead and poor anywhere they went. From outlaws whose names would barely be remembered, to the infamous James and Younger gangs, the countryside bristled with death. The rider of the flying horse was one of those prairie pirates, Jack Horton. His mount was exhausted from a long pursuit. Its master jerked back on the reins, bulldogged his mount to an abrupt stop, and yelled, Whoa, boy, whoa! The tired animal neighed, whinnied, and pawed at the ground, sweat flying from his muscular haunches. Three other riders pulled up next to the man who led them. All were drenched in sweat. The sun's broiling heat radiated off the large boulders that reflected the heat back into the wayward wind. Horton yelled, Ed, you and Dooley hightail it up the pass and make some noise to see if you can get that damn posse to follow you. Billy Joe and I will cross the river at the ferry and find a safe place to hide these saddlebags. One of the men, his cheeks like red apples, yelled, Jack, you make damn sure you hide them there bags in a safe place and mark the spot good. We've all risked our hides for that damn gold. The man on the horse beside Ed, a rail of an owl hoot, Dooley by name, joined in. Hey, Jack, who appointed you the caretaker of those bags anyhow? Dooley, do you want to fool around here and argue about it until that damn posse catches up with us? Jack said. Dooley glared bullets at Jack and conceded. Okay, okay. But we wouldn't be running so damn hard if that stupid kid hadn't killed that military shotgun rider. Now the whole army is going to be hunting our asses. He wagged a dirty finger at the youngest of the group, sitting atop his horse on the other side of Jack. The young man, looking more like he should be on the porch of a school somewhere than riding for his life in such a scruffy country, snapped, Hell, he pulled down on me! What you want me to do? Easy, Billy Joe, Jack cautioned, watching Dooley's right hand edge towards his holstered hog leg. A tattletale plume of dust caught Jack's eye as he looked back the way they'd come. Swirling in the dingy sky like a dust devil spoiling to be a cyclone, the cloud could be seen for miles. And as the others all turned to follow Jack's gaze, every man knew what it meant. Ten men on horseback, riding hard for hell and leather, hunting the four men. The posse. Ed yelled, Let's get the hell out of here. Jack agreed. We'll meet you all at Two Forks in a day or so. Let things cool a spell, then we'll come back for the gold. All the men nodded. Dooley's face twisted into a mask of suspicion, but the logic of Jack's plan was barreling at them from behind, only miles away. As the outlaws turned their separate ways, Jack and Billy Joe scooped their hats off their heads and waved them in the air, yelling their horses forward toward the river and a waiting ferry. Jack Horton and Billy Joe rode through the Indian Territory, riding along the rim of one of the hills in the Ouachita Mountain Range. The ground shifted from rock and sand to rock and dirt until they reached the end of the tree line. 
The nearly impenetrable stands of trees gave way to giant boulders and cliffs, dotted sparsely with the occasional scrub oak. Jack slowed his horse and said in a weary voice, As soon as we get these saddlebags hidden, we'll ride across the mountains to Two Forks. He had his eyes on the horizon, but kept glancing back behind them, just to be sure. Jack, just where do you reckon to stash the gold? Billy Joe questioned. Jack did not answer. Instead, he climbed off his exhausted horse and stretched his stiff back. Billy Joe followed suit, his face wrinkling into an ugly mask at his question being ignored. Jack stepped away from his mount and walked around the area for a few minutes, studying the ground and the terrain with squinted eyes, looking for the best place to stash his future.